Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Astrologer Bill Atride radio show. I'm Bill Atride, and this is the 15th show of 2020. And uh, I'm going to continue with some of the themes we've been talking about, well, for quite some time, but especially in the last many months. Uh, in terms of the, the several different crises we face in the world right now, which really are all one great spiritual crisis, of course. Um, and also, I'd like to make comments about some things coming up this week astrologically, so probably I'll do that first and then talk about the main topic. And then, of course, I'll open up um, to you in terms of questions you may have for me about any topic or uh, about any other matter, maybe your own chart. And if you would just give me your first name when I when I call upon you, and it, and if you do want to talk about your own chart or someone else's chart, um, I would need their their birth information, uh, your birth information, which is simply just the date of birth and the place of birth, if that's all you have, and certainly time of birth, if you have it, is always uh, better because then I can be more uh, exact uh, in my delineations or talking about cycles or what have you. Um, and then again, if you have questions for me. At uh, any time, you can always email me and, and see if uh, I might want to talk about that on, on a show perhaps in the future, or if you have questions about astrology, want recommendations for uh, books to read on astrology or metaphysical spiritual subjects, certainly. Um, and as well, if you want to get a personal reading, you could certainly contact me as well. And my email address is the best way to reach me. It's my name, Bill at Tried at gmail.com so that b-i-l-l-a-t-t-r-i-d-e at gmail.com and i'd be happy to return the email and and chat or discuss things with you on the phone if you wish okay um and so and so the, what i want to do first is sort of uh address some things coming up on the uh the starry or astrological calendar here that are important things to consider. Uh, and in, in that regard, in terms of this coming week, um, there's a lot going on. <laughs> so many of you may have noted already, uh, because there is a sort of a foreshadowing of some of these things as planets begin to slow down before they turn retrograde and then turn retrograde, then slow down, then go forward again. Um, many people who are sensitive, even people who are not sensitive, sense there's a change in the weather. Uh, and the astrological, one of the major weather keepers is that planet Mercury, which sure enough, it's going retrograde again this coming week on June the 18th. Um, and it will remain retrograde until uh, July the 12th. Uh, and that's typical. It's throughout roughly three weeks. And though it, it entered that rate retrograde zone all the way back on June the 2nd, um, and so that would be sort of the foreshadowing and you begin to sense that something is changing um, in that position what it what it is doing it it's moving into the position over which the, it's moving at that point it'll come back to that degree of the zodiac in its final moment of retrograde before it turns direct um, and then where it reaches in terms of turning direct here on June 18th it returns to that position not until July 26th. So the, the, the complete cycle for many astrologers is, in this case, June 2nd to July 26th. But for most of us feeling the fuller effects of Mercury retrograde, it's June 18th to July 12th. And again, as always, it's an opportunity. Uh, the weather has changed. And if we adjust to the weather, we can make the most of it, right? So uh, rather than complaining about communication snafus and technology and all these mishaps that seem to occur, with Mercury retrograde, it's all a product of us not being attentive to 
the change of energies and how we need to be ever more mindful in communicating to others and also receiving from others, knowing that there is a greater propensity towards introspection and inward focusing. And so interpersonal communications, not that they suffer, but they could if we're not paying attention. So that's where the misunderstandings arise in this case. Um, so never blame the planets. They're not at fault. It's just us not understanding what's going on and we need to be accommodating to it. Um, and then also later, just days later, that was June the 18th, on June the 20th, Saturday, well, that's the beginning of the summer, true summer season here in the north. It's the sun entering cancer. It's the solstice, which is one of the four turning points of the year. We have the, the equinoxes, equal days of night, of night and day, and then the solstices, the greatest length of day or the greatest length of night at the other two points. And this, is, again, is the, the solstice of cancer. Um, and so we will mark, mark the new season beginning. Um, but it's a special sun enter cancer this time around because only following hours later, there's going to be a solar eclipse. Um, it's not visible here in the U.S. It'll be on Sunday, June 21st, and the exact moment of the eclipse when it's most, most uh, evident, uh, most complete, is at 2.41 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. And so for this, the eclipse actually begins, is visible from Africa, like Central Africa, sweeping across the, uh, the uh, Arabian Peninsula over Yemen and such, and over Pakistan and out over India into China. Um, and so those are the areas that we'll be seeing it to varying degrees. It's an annular or what's called a ring of fire eclipse. It's not total. Uh, it depends upon the distance of the moon from the earth and how much of it, it can cover the sun's disk. In this case, not quite completely. So it leaves a thin ring of fire, which is quite power, quite beautiful, uh, a corona, if you will, circling the sun at the maximum. Um, and so given that the solstice has just happened within hours, this is a very special eclipse and solstice because it, it's at these points um, in the journey of, of the year that we find that these are four sacred moments. Um, but again, according to ancient teachings and wisdom and practices in many uh, cultures, um, initiation ceremonies are carried out at these spring and fall equinoxes and summer and winter solstices. There's four sacred ceremonies in these four periods uh, for initiation, but they're most significant. Each of them carries their own significance in terms of what they're for, the spring or fall or summer or winter or solstice, in that case, equinoxes and solstices, but they're all considered very holy times. An initiation ceremony is timed with the new moon. Um, so a new moon is one thing, but a new moon that's also an eclipse, well, that's special. <laughs> and so um, it's done at the new moon because then it's said that the spirit, the initiate's uh, spiritual form is then carried to the planes and spheres for 14 days of the then waxing moon. Um, so when the eclipse, when the, uh, the, the solstice or equinox is accompanied by a solar eclipse, those initiations are said to be much more significant. And indeed, the greatest of the, of the initiations are set at a total solar eclipse, and especially if the ceremony can be held directly beneath the path of the eclipse as it, as it crosses over the earth. We're not going to have that here, of course, but in, in Africa, in Asia, into uh, uh, India and Asia, um, there will be at least the, the annular eclipse visible for many minutes for them. Okay? 
So I thought I wanted to make mention of all that. And also just as a heads up, I'll probably be speaking to you all before then. We still are dealing with Venus retrograde, which began on May the 13th, and it will turn direct on June 25th. So we've got Mercury going retrograde on the 18th. We've got the solstice on the 20th. We've got the eclipse on the 21st. That's on Sunday. Hopefully I'll be speaking to you that day. That'll be kind of a special day, of course. And then just a few days later, then we have um, a Venus turning direct. Okay, so a lot going on up there. But of course, there's a lot going on down here. And I want to turn to our topic for today, which I titled A House Divided, um, Equality, Justice and Freedom. And, and, um, and, and what I would like to say is that that there are no repetitions in the cycling of the planets um, with their varied cycles and intersections with one another. They weave a never ending and, and really an ever evolving chorus of harmonies and melodies. But there are repeated patterns that carry resonances with themes and meanings and messages that echo down the ages. We can see reflected in times past the universal themes of our spiritual journey. And by looking back and then comparing it to our present day, we can see how these similar times are connected and form for us a larger story in our spiritual journey through the stars. One harmonic that I have noted before, quite a bit before, is this planet Neptune as it makes its once every 164 passage through the sign of Pisces. We're in such a time now, a Piscean time, where the ruler of Pisces, Neptune, is moving through that sign, which is happening now from 2011 till 2026. Neptune rules the spiritual truth of oneness, that there is but one life and that there is but one spirit. And, and personally and collectively for us, it rules our dreams. But when it's misunderstood or misapplied, it also rules our illusions, delusions, and nightmares, too. We can gain some greater understanding about our time by looking to its previous passage in Pisces, which was from 1848 to 1862. You will see that the themes and energies of that prior passage has more than a passing meaningfulness for our present circumstances. For the United States, the 1850s was a time in which we were hurtling towards and crashed into the greatest conflict we have ever faced to date. When two very different economies, two disparate cultures, and two incompatible realities collided in our civil war. The pain and the promise of that period, tragically, did not remove or resolve our original sin of slavery, or even address at all our first sin of genocide. As I've repeatedly written and said for many years now, we are at the end of an age, which is equally the beginning of a new world, just as we were at the beginning of a new age during the American Revolutionary War in the 1770s but we are once again being confronted with the dream and the nightmare that is America now. And the fundamental question that was raised in the 1850s is laid before us once again, now here between 2011 and 2026. Will we close the gap between our dreams and our reality? 
Will we turn from fear and hatred? Will we become what we pledged and promised ourselves to be in the 1770s, which was to be a new order for the centuries? It was then, in our Declaration of Independence, that we stated that our founding principle for the establishment of our nation would be these immortal words. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men, deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. At the very beginning of our self-governance, when we agreed to help one another to pursue our happiness, that being that we would be the means for one another to achieve self-fulfillment, for that is happiness, we broke our pledge to do this with a great portion of our people who would be denied these rights, and we condemned them to servitude, to being lesser men and women, to be slaves who could be owned, bought, and sold as property. As I have previously spoken and written, the region of space through which Neptune is moving in 2020 and 2021 parallels the same period of 1858 to 1859. In that earlier period, the nature and consequence of the original sin of slavery was laid before the United States by Abraham Lincoln. It was 162 years ago this month, exactly in June 1858, when Lincoln noted the fundamental division in our country. And that division very much shadows us in our present crisis, when he offered up a warning about incompatible beliefs and practices within any society or culture in his famous paraphrasing of the Bible, in which he said, and I quote, a house divided against itself cannot stand. I believe this government cannot endure permanently half slave and half free. I do not expect the union to be dissolved. I do not expect the house to fall, but I do expect it will cease to be divided. It will either become all one thing or all the other. Either the opponents of slavery will arrest the further spread of it and place it where in the public mind shall rest in the belief that it is in the course of ultimate extinction or its advocates will push it forward till it should become lawful in all the states, old as well as new, north as well as south. Close quote. Lincoln was making a social and political but truly spiritual statement with regards to the incompatibility between two vastly different conceptions of what it means to be human. Are we all equal or are some less than equal? These totally opposite conceptions of humanity would shape and form two completely incompatible forms of society, economy, and culture. But for me, I know or feel this to be true, 
Lincoln was aware and inspired by a deeper understanding about this metaphor and that the symbol of a house divided is truly and fundamentally a spiritual statement regarding the human condition and speaks to the challenge of our journey of awakening that is true for every human being. For make no mistake, the multiple crises we are facing in the COVID-19 pandemic and the climate crisis from which it comes, but equally the crises in our society with regards to injustice, inequality of opportunity, inequality of education, inequality in healthcare, and the basic denial for many to have true freedom and happiness, these are all indicative of a great spiritual crisis here and around the world. What is our purpose on earth? It is quite simply for every human to become a whole or complete human. We humans are a work in progress, and that long journey of awakening has witnessed our struggle to move from a barely self-aware consciousness to an ever more fully formed cosmic consciousness. To that end, and in truth, the real promised land we are striving to reach cannot be found or made out there. Instead, it is and must be made in each of us. And because we are human, because we are made by the quality and character of our relationships with one another, that we are here to lift one another up, and that we do this with and through one another, we are the means for one another to become fully conscious and living embodiments of the unconditional love that resides in each individual spark of the, of the divine. The path to get there is long and twisting, and we have fallen many times in the long march of human history. As Martin Luther King so achingly said in his I Have a Dream speech, quote, I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation well, they will not be judged by the color of their skin, but by the content of their... As a student of history and theosophy, I do believe that there is an incessant bending of light and truth that draws us towards the source of one and all. We cannot know when, but at some point in any one human's journey, an individual seek and find the truth. They will come to what is known in Buddhism as the heart doctrine, or in Christianity, they come into the consciousness of the Christ force. It will happen when they hearken to the quiet, loving, and gentle voice, which integrates and makes possible the triumph of light over darkness, of love over fear. Yes, it is when you listen to your own beloved, to your own luminous higher self, it is then that you will come into the presence of the kingdom of heaven that is within you, and you will know the truth that is love. Only then will you see that whoever is before me is my brother or sister, my mother and father, my dearest companion and friend. And only then will you not see gender or race or ethnicity or creed 
or any other divider from one another. Only when your house is undivided within yourself will you stop dividing you and your world into us and them. Then it must certainly follow that it is only when a significant portion of any people wake up so that they feel and see and understand their true nature together when they become collectively undivided and turn away from division of making some others less than them, it is only when their hearts lead the way that they will make it equally so in the manner in which they live on this planet and with all creatures, great and small. That is why any group struggle is a struggle for all of us. Again, from Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, he noted the evidence of our common humanity and our shared struggle for justice. As he stated, quote, for many of our white brothers, as evidenced by their presence here today, have come to realize that their destiny is tied up with our destiny. And they have come to realize that their freedom is inextricably bound to our freedom. We cannot walk alone. Close quote. What King and so many have known is this, that no one is free, no one can achieve self-fulfillment or true happiness unless all live together and live with the same and equal opportunities, period. But what does this mean? How do you live in the now? How do you live spiritually? How do you not only heal your mind and your heart, but go out and live righteously too? How do we make right over 500 years of genocide? How do we make right over 400 years of racism? This is not about fixing policing. It is not enough to shift or reallocate some resources and retrain the forces that are the very product of injustice and inequality. The change we face now goes much deeper than that. We live in a society, in a world, where the extremes of wealth and poverty, the wholly distorted relationships, not just to one another, but to all life on this planet, have become so overwhelmingly toxic that the viability of life on this planet is in peril. Human life hangs in the balance because of what we have done to one another and to our planet, all creatures, great and small, of life. What we must do is build a new way of being forged upon a new covenant with life and spirit. Yes, the problem is poverty. Yes, wealth inequality is the problem. And they are both made by one another, and they are forged and maintained by a system that is destroying the diversity and sustainability of life on this planet. The very political, economic, and social system that was formed to meet our needs in the 1700s is killing us, and not only us, 
as life is leaving the planet at a rate that is growing exponentially, life on Earth is becoming less diverse, less vibrant, less beautiful, less possible. And we only need to look in the mirror to see the cause. What must we do? We must forge our new covenant of spirit with one another upon universal equality and justice. We must reallocate the wealth we all produce so that every person has what we owe to one another in our human family. Equal education, equal health care, equal housing, equal opportunity, so that every child and adult has an equal chance to achieve self-fulfillment. For not one of us can be truly fulfilled, not one of us can be truly happy if so many of our brothers and sisters live in fear and poverty. We must immediately change the way we produce our energy, change the ways in which we source our food, change the ways we create our shelter. We must change our way of living which has been by destroying to survive and return to loving ways we are when we are creating to thrive. The hour is late, and there is no excuse. If you care about your children and your children's children and for the many generations yet to come, this is about their future. This is about the world you are making for them. If you will not sacrifice now, then when? If you will not change for your own children, then who? If you will not listen to reason, will you at least listen to your heart? The choice before us all is what it has always been. The choice we face is between love or fear, between truth or lies. Well, uh, I just uh, hope I know you're all you're listening and you're all nodding your heads, I'm sure. Um, I'm just a little overwhelmed right now, but I want to uh, call upon you. You've all been waiting there patiently for me to turn to you, and there you are, and um, I'm going to try to go in a, in a reasonable order here, picking out those who've been holding on here for some time. So uh, I'm going to call on this person first, um, and I'm going to m- main the area code so you know who I'm calling upon. It's area code 951. Hello, you're on with Bill. Hi, Bill. Hello? It's Nathaniel calling in. Hi, Bill. It's Nathaniel. <laughs> hey there, Nathaniel. Hey. What's that? I enjoy your uh, words. Well, thank you. Yeah, I should have paused another minute to collect myself, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I get a, I get a little worked up sometimes, and uh, and I just want to go mm-hmm. on and on. I can just talk about it, and but I, I need, oh, I yeah. need to, to, yeah. But but anyway, so thank you, thank you. And again, you, I, I don't know if you know, but I'm um. You know, here in New York, we're sort of been in the center of the storm with the COVID, and you know, we were losing 800 lives a day for many days back yeah. in the day. In the day, and all we all we heard were sirens and ambulances, and it was just, and nobody was in the streets, and it was quite quite painful. And now we're, we're our numbers are one of the best in the nation, and we're very proud of what we've done. And 
we're watching other parts of the country have their numbers creeping up now because they opened up and I don't know if they're taking the right precautions and we're getting very concerned that the, the so-called second wave or whatever wave is coming and we just hope it, we can all keep helping one another to not, you know, crash and burn ourselves out here. So uh, we're very careful. And then, of course, the last few weeks with George Floyd and the demonstrations, um, I'm right on Broadway. So the, the, the marches go back up and down Broadway and over to Washington Square. And I go there and demonstrate. And everywhere you go, there's demonstrations every day, thousands of people marching by every day. It's been quite, quite moving um, and to see it. Um, to be here so it's it's pretty emotional here <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty emotional yeah, there's, uh, there's yeah, so much but, information but, but, we could talk all day yeah. we could yeah it's 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 very inspirational so but what can i do for you today what can i do for you well i wanted to see uh, what my charts looking like uh, next for the next couple of weeks or something i applied for a new okay. job uh, they're going to get back to me tomorrow about this new job and uh, my okay. father's wife came back in from China, so I may have to move soon. So I may have to get Oh, that's right. I remember you mentioning that before. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. We well, you know the the, the you know Mercury going retrograde is um, that's going to be a little challenging. But if you get yeah. to secure the job before then, because um, it, we've got a few more days He's here, but Mercury is. He's going to let me know tomorrow. Oh, good. Well, that, well that's it. good because because. Um, it, again, Mercury retrograde can sometimes delay things or things get, you know, have to wait a little longer for right. something. And it is it is moving still right now to your second house, which is a good thing. But that is the house of value, resources and money and income. Um, and that means it's going to retrograde back through that house for those three weeks. So um, I hope I hope that good news is there for you tomorrow and you start soon thereafter. Um, but don't be overly concerned if there's a delay for some reason um because mercury retrograde might might bring that that kind of some something like that to you in this upcoming period okay okay yeah i mean i i'm hopeful that you said you're gonna get the you're gonna get the answer tomorrow that's great um it's just that you know it might be oh yes we want you but we have to wait or something like that, or they, they delay it for some reason. Well, I know That's there's a, a training program. They, they, I think they want, they want to train me or oh. something for this. Okay. Well, so. that, that makes sense. Cause that might be a good thing to do. Cause um, with Mercury going retrograde in your second house, you're going to be reexamining what are my strengths? What are my abilities? How do I use this skill now in this way? You might say it's perfect for retraining, actually, uh, and that'll be those three weeks from June to into July. So to be in a training program where you are reworking, retooling up and tuning up your strengths and abilities and acquiring some new skills, that's actually perfect for it. So now, that, when that, do you that, see the good. pandemic? Do, do, is, there a, is there a pandemic thing or do you think the riots and everything will cool down by the next year or next year? Well, I, I, I only get, I, well, yeah, so. I don't, I don't, um, the pandemic, yeah, yeah. you know, as I see is part of the, is part of the larger global climate crisis, which has been building for, for a couple hundred years. And now we're at the, really it's picking up speed, but uh, we, we set it in motion several hundred years ago. And, and now, um, that's why we're at this end of an age where we have to change our systems for producing energy and food and everything else because it's not going to, we can't continue down that path. We see it. Um, so it, the pandemic is just one piece of that. And it's, it's 
us overcoming and putting the, the devil back in the bottle um, can only happen once science has risen to the challenge and provided us with a true vaccine or cure here. And that's still many months away. So until then, we have to take those measures and precautions that we have been advised by epidemiologists and disease specialists is the only thing we can do since nobody has immunity to this thing. Um, and then going forward, have to build in better systems for future um, uh, spreads of diseases and, and infections so we don't face this same crisis quite, quite so nakedly without the kind of public health systems in place. We have to be prepared for the next one because this is not the only one um, that's coming probably. So we can be smarter next time. And, and this was a wake-up call. But I don't see, um, astrologically, um, the, the planets that are moving right now are not making any significant changes in position for the next several years, that being um, Saturn and Aquarius now for a couple of years, but Neptune not leaving Pisces in 2026 and 2024 for, um, for Pluto into Aquarius, that, that's significant. But no, no timeline astrologically that I would point to that says this is when the, the pandemic is gone. Um, it's, there's just no way of knowing to me. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you. All right. Well, it's good talking to you. All right. And good luck with the job. Let, we'll talk next time. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. Yep. Okay. Got to get to somebody. Let's see. You're 203. You're on with Bill. Who's this? Bill, thank you. It's Pat in Connecticut. Hi, Pat. Hi. How are you? I, I'm good, thanks. Thanks for the show. Very moving. Appreciate thank it. Thank you. Going to go back and listen yeah. to it again. Yeah. Um, yeah. Your, your heart is on your sleeve. I appreciate that. Um, uh, well. Thank you. Seven twelve fifty-three, eleven fifty-one a.m. So it's Cancer and uh, Libra rising. Leo. Oh, moon. now no, I've done now. Now what's I get? You're someone who actually I have I. I um, yes. um What's the what's your last name again? Haley. H a l e y. There you are. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm looking for Pat. I know I should be looking for a last name. So, <laughs> sorry, Pat. What can I do for you? Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I'm ask. I'm not going to give you my son's birthday, but I'm asking about my relationship with my son. I've instigated oh. a letter. Okay. And uh-huh. I kind of know where he's going to be with it. Um, but I'm looking for healing in the long run. Okay. With well, me. I With mean, me. I, well, again, it, the, 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 in terms of family, we always look at, uh, of course, what's going on in the fourth house. And for children, we look what's going on in the fifth house of our chart. Uh, and of course, for you, um, you've got Capricorn on your fourth and Aquarius there on your fifth. Um, and Saturn hasn't quite got into that fifth house, so it's still in the fourth, along with Pluto and all these other alignments, uh, including Jupiter there. But most recently, your progressed moon is now in that fourth house of the home and the family. And the question is all focused for you know upon, you know, what connects us most deeply in terms of our family connections in terms of uh, our shared sensibilities in terms of our culture, uh, ethnicity, um, things that bind us to one another in a common sense of heritage and sharing. Ultimately, we're all connected at the root, uh, all, you, all humans, but within our own 
groupings and families, we have special special things we're attuned to that align us. Um, and so right now, you be digging deeper into those questions of what what holds us to one another in shared sensibilities and trying to uh, speak to that. Um, and certainly, um, with, with your child, um, with your son, um, it would depend upon their way again in their chart. What are they going through right now? I can't, I can't certainly, I can't really speak to it if you're, if I don't have it, but as you said, um, all I can speak to is what's going on in your chart right now. Um, right. With that. I'm, I'm looking, I'm looking for me and where I'm going forward because I'm really detached from so many things. Um, I'm really okay. kind of floating and I don't have those connections and I'm struggling right. with depression and loss and it's, it's a real, right. real dark time and I'm really hoping to work through this and out of it for. Well, time. yeah, no. And so, so you're reaching out to, to therefore reconnect to him, hoping a reconnection occurs or something like that. That's um, that hopefully will come, but I think I'm focused more on myself and finding, right. you know, strength and light and and right. heal, my own healing, you know. Right. Well, again, you you are. I mean, the the big. I mean, being a Cancer, then the Moon is so principally important in your chart always and to anybody. But this is the year that the planet Uranus is going over your Moon, um, and so this is the year where you're. You are being asked to break up your own emotional patterns, uh, which are, yeah. have to do with how we express our needs and, 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 and reach out to the needs of others, but also how we receive from others what we need from them. It's how we care for one another in this reciprocity of giving and receiving. And, but we get involved in patterns in our life that may have been functional uh, at a certain level for us or the other but if we're growing and changing and hopefully getting growing better, those patterns can become less and less meaningful, less and less functional. And we need to free ourselves from a pattern that no longer sustains us or them in a meaningful way. So this is the year you would make a break and need to break up old ways of reacting and choose, choose new ways of responding in how you meet your needs yeah. and meet the needs of others. Um, right. So you will shock and you will shock and surprise people this year, who think they know Pat. Did, yeah. And if, yeah, and if I do this to Pat, Pat's going to do that. I mean, that, I just know if I push this button, she'll jump through that hoop, and that's not going to happen this year with Pat. Right. <laughs> this this is the year that you you show I'm alive and I can change and I'm going to change, and it's about freedom. Your honest is about patterns are there to meet our needs, but then. They may no longer, and therefore I must free myself to be more true to myself and be more truly there for others. So it's about if you love the person I have now become, you would want to meet my new set of needs and how I can meet your needs with me. If you can't, you won't. But this is what I'm asking for now. And others hopefully can see the opportunity that, oh, you mean we can have a real living relationship than one that's just going through the motions? Because that's what often when it becomes dull and reactive, the life's gone out of it. It's just right. formality. And so I want there but, to be real exchange. Yeah. Yeah. But with all that, ultimately, you've got your relationship with yourself. And that's 
that's where I'm at right now, and that's what I'm kind of asking about. Where will I end up with that in strength and healing? Because right now I'm kind of afraid because I'm in a dark place, you know? Well, well, no, you're, 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 this is a time when, when Uranus is on your moon because your normal patterns, even if they weren't full of the life force of mutual uh, spontaneous caring for one another, it was something. And now I'm in this space where um, I feel very, I'm very nervous in a way. I'm on yeah. tender hooks. I'm, I, I feel like I could, the least little you know, sound can make me jump out of my skin because I'm just not feeling centered and safe and secure. I feel insecure is the feeling, but it's a necessary phase to go through to rewire you emotionally. That's why it's happening. But what you have at the same time, and it just happened to coincide, but it's a beautiful coinciding and one has to imagine it's part of the intention of spiritual growth for you in your life, is that this is the year that that planet Neptune that I was speaking of earlier, the planet that rules oneness and spirituality and clairvoyance and clear seeing and the truth that everything is one. This is the year that that planet Neptune moving through Pisces is exactly lined with up with your sun in cancer. It's a beautiful trine aspect. It's the most beautiful aspect a planet can form with any other planet. Um, Wow. And that, this is the year that you are so highly intuitive. You're so sensitive now and any, artistic or spiritual practice you take on right now will deeply move you and align you. Um, You need to walk in nature. You need to look at beautiful art. You need to listen to beautiful music and be transported because your soul needs this now. You are so much more in touch with your true creative self right now. Your true higher self is speaking to you. Um, And you are not alone. You are connected to the one this year in a, in a, in a powerful way, which is the, it's within us, but then it's faced without, you feel it with around you too. But this is one of the most spiritual times in your life. Truly. This is in cancer. You said this is Neptune in the sign of Pisces, Pisces. which is ni- at 19 degrees of Pisces, 20 degrees of Pisces going over your sun, which is 19, 20 degrees of cancer. This is, one of the most beautiful transits in astrology. Wow. This is when a person, this is when a person sees through the illusion and sees the truth behind, um, behind the illusion sees, yeah. sees beyond the phenomena to the noumena behind what is really making things happen. You yeah. get it. You touch, wow. you touch, you touch, you touch the divine this year, which is within you, you, but around you. And so it's there and you, you evoke it by thinking loving thoughts, by doing loving acts, even for yourself, you know, how you make a cup of tea, yeah. how you, how you uh, paint or draw something, how you write uh, a, a letter to somebody, how you watch the sunrise or, or watch the sunset. All these are worshipful acts this year for you. Wow. That's really okay. good advice. Okay. I really need that. Thank okay. you so, so much. But just, just surround yourself with beauty. Know that you are beautiful and everything will be fine. That's what this is for. Okay? Thank you so much. You're welcome, Pat. God bless. Be well. Okay? Thank okay. you. Thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Okay. Um, let's see. This is 
914. This is Bill. Who's this? Hello? Hi, Bill. My name is Katie. Hello? Katie? Oh, I, I, could, I yes. couldn't make it act. What would you say? Katie? Katie, yes. Hi, Katie. Have you called before? No. Okay. Do you, uh, you want to talk about your own chart? Um, yes, if um, you don't mind. Do oh, I don't mind. No, I just, but I'll, but I'll need to get your information. So, uh, what's your birth yes. date? Um, okay. The time as well. Do you need the time yeah. as well? Mm-hmm. Um, five twenty-six p.m. Five twenty-six p.m. And where was that? What's where were you born? Bronx, Bronx, New York. Bronx, New York. Okay, just up the street from me. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so you're a Cancer, you know that, June 26th, and your moon's in Aquarius, and then you've got Scorpio rising. Have you ever had your chart done before? I've tried myself to interpret it online. Um, Okay. Aside from what you just said, yeah, I don't really know too much. (laughs) What that means. Okay, okay. Well, I would say that, you know, right away, say if a person, you know, what are their elements of their chart, what's their modes, and as you know, or should know, you're a water sign and a water sign rising, but you have a, you know, a few air planets in your chart, the moon, which rules cancer is in Aquarius, and your Mercury is in Gemini. So though water is the element of intuition and feeling and sensibilities that are beyond conscious knowing, you're also a very mindful, thoughtful person, too. So you might read things about cancer and say it's all about feelings and emotions. You go, well, yeah, I am sensitive, but I really am a thinker. <laughs> and, and, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and you're a really great communicator. You've got your Mercury trining the moon, which means you know better than many or you have an ability better than many to combine your thoughts and your feelings in such a way that it makes you a much better, more believable, more meaningful communicator. So this gives you, it's one of your gifts in this lifetime. Um, But, but, but also you have your son there in, in the eighth house. And so is Saturn. That eighth house is one of the watery houses. It's the natural house of Scorpio, which is again, is your rising sign. And that eighth house brings very powerful lessons in a life. It's the ultimate lesson, we might say, because in the eighth house, we encounter the question about union and separation, about birth and death and rebirth. Katie, you did not come in to live a life that is light and skips across the surface. You are going going on a very deep dive in this lifetime to uncover the mysteries of life. Um, But to do that, you'll be encountering you'll be encountering that most important fact that we all wake up to at some point, you know, Oh my God, we're all going to die. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and we better, get, we, we better get real and understand that this is the truth of the universe. We cut, we, we punched a ticket coming to earth. If, you know, if you're going to come into this world, an immortal in a mortal realm, then everything is finite here. Everything breaks and passes away. It breaks our heart. Mm-hmm. That's why everything we do and everything we have for a time, whether it's a beautiful sunset or a beautiful relationship, it will only last for so long. And then we have to let it go. And it hurts. It's a 
supposed mm-hmm. to hurt. Otherwise, we wouldn't be human. <laughs> it's like yeah, it's the yeah, ticket. Yeah. It's it's the ticket you punched. If you're going to have joy, you're going to have pain. If you're going to experience love, you will have to experience loss. They're bound to each other, but we learn to rise above it because we know that's the way it is. So you're not going, you're not shallow, Katie, you're deep and you will probe into mysteries. You'll uncover secrets. You'll be responsible for other people and their energies. Um, You're what I call an alchemist. Meaning you know how to work. You look, you know how to work with people and their energies, people who are producers and managers and directors who know how to combine people and things together to make something, that's what you do. Ah. It's like chemistry. It's like mixing things. You had to mix this with that. If I mix Jim and John and June with this resource, this is what we're going to get as a result. But if I put Tom and Sally and Bill with the same resources, then we're going to get this as a result. And people go, how do you know? And Katie would say, don't you see it? (laughs) You're... You're a mixologist of energies. Wow. That's your, that's your strength. Okay? <laughs> you are awesome. <laughs> but what you know, what you, what you need in relationship, you know, is, you know, you're, you struggle between honor and respect and wanting freedom. Okay? But you need mm-hmm. both. <laughs> that's the thing. Okay? You can't have one of the, without the other. And, and then your Mercury and Gemini in the seventh house, you, you, we are all attracted to people because of, well, how they look probably first and the tone of their voice and other things that attract us to them. But the only way it's going to work for you, Katie, in your life is that they have to be very intelligent. Yeah. You, you need somebody who knows how to talk to you and answer all your questions. <laughs> because you expect to get the answer out there by who you're with and so you're going to keep asking questions and if they answer with one word or they don't answer that relationship is not going to make it you need to talk to people you need somebody who's going to talk to you and engage with you and you can learn from each other and share with one another this is a core thing in relationship for you yeah okay yeah wow (laughs) <laughs> my mind is blown <laughs> well it's the thing when, when, you, when you understand how astrology works it's a map of the psyche and it's all there I mean it takes time to learn it but it's all there and people bring their different sensibilities to it whether it's some are more medical astrologers some are more spiritual some are more relationship and you know whatever it may be there are all these specialities but the whole purpose of it is know thyself and the chart is a map the con- that is the energy forms you were born with that you're here to understand what they are and master them and go live that out as your truth. Um, and, and so mm-hmm. really when you hear someone read your chart, it, you should just keep on saying to yourself, yes, yes, that's who I am. It shouldn't shock or surprise you. It should confirm. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, yeah, no, I, I yeah. totally agree. But we all need that yeah, confirmation because sometimes we're going, am I really this? Yeah, yeah. Am yeah. I really this way? Is yeah. that me? When again, the universe says, the universe tells you through your chart, this is who you are. And so it gives you that extra level of confidence that I'm not making it up. 
There's something totally outside mm-hmm. of me, though everything's, though everything's connected. The universe is talking to me and saying, this is who I am. I should listen. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but, but that's how it works. It works because everything's connected. I have a question, if I may. Um, sure. Do you see, because sure. you hit on my career 100% um, of what Good. my um, my field is. Do you see uh, um, a success coming soon? I, I've it's it's felt like for a while, like it's always on the brink of happening, and then mm-hmm. you know something happens. So I I, I don't know is. Is that kind of roadmap included as well? Oh, sure. Um, no, there, there are highs and lows and in, yeah, highs and lows and in betweens. You've had Saturn for the last several years, all of eighteen, nineteen, and twenty here, going to your second house. Um, and where Saturn is, is where you got to focus, and if that's the house of values, resources, my talent and ability, and in our culture, money and income. So you've been tested there for three years. Okay, uh, and that means you'd find yourself really strong at times and look what I can do and at times. Oh, my God, I wish I had done it different, whatever it might be. So it is it is up and down. The test will end the beginning of next year and you won't you won't feel that test. And probably people aren't usually kicking up their heels and saying I'm on top of the world and I'm making more money than ever before when Saturn's in that house. It's more like a time of really working on it and, and preparing myself and making corrections and then I'm freed of that. And so I'd say you're probably much better off in 2021. Not that okay. this is a bad year, um, but certainly that would be one reason as to why you might have felt like the reward or the, the return has not been as much as I might have expected at this point. That would be the reason why. Okay. Right, right. Wow. Hmm. Okay. Well, that was good. Okay, I'm going to take somebody yeah, else, Kitty, but stay in, stay in touch. Call again, okay? Thank you. Great Thank to you talk so to you. Much. You're very Thank welcome, you. Katie. Thank okay, sure. Thank you. Okay, sure. <laughs> Bye-bye. Okay. Okay, and let's see. Uh, let's turn to this person. Hello, you're on with Bill. Who's this? Hey, Bill. It's Camilla. How are Hello? you? I, came, I didn't hear you. Who's this? Camilla. Kim, how are Camilla, you? Camilla, hi. Oh, hi. Yes, yes. Hey. You, uh, yeah, I know you. You contacted me in advance, so um, that's good. I've already got your chart somewhere here loaded. I can pull it up. And you, you said you met somebody. That, as I recall, right? That's what your message was. Yeah, like in the midst of these yeah. protests and things. I'm really feeling Neptune, well, like that whole escape thing. <laughs> Oh, well, the Neptune, Neptune, I mean, the outer planets are tricky because they're so powerful and, and drive these mm-hmm. long wave phenomena. But as for us personally, they are, can be overwhelming. It's, Neptune can lift you to the heights of spiritual realization and, and connection, or it can lead you down a path of confusion and delusion and deception <laughs> if you don't keep your wits about right. you. You've got to stay centered. Um, and of course, right. you being a Neptune rising person, you're much more aware of that power of clairvoyance and clear seeing as long as I keep myself out of the way. And when I get mm-hmm. in the way, well, then I'm just showing what I myself what I want to see. <laughs> then I'm in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, it's all just lessons learned. But but um, but yeah, so you <laughs> so this is a person you met. Um, so let's just take a mm-hmm. quick look. I, I gave mean, you, you know, info too. I don't know if you saw that. 
I do. I do. I, I have him, but you didn't have a time. So I'm just doing a solar chart. But no matter what time he's okay. born, um, he's in Aries, of course, um, with his mm-hmm. moon in Libra, which is where you have your moon, right? Um, that also mm-hmm. means he's born at the moon. He's born with the potential for a great deal of awareness when you have that because you're looking at self and other one way of being, another way of being, and trying to find a way to hold them together, to reconcile them, is the journey for that person. Um, but he's in Aries, which is fine, um, because you want to be in Aries. Remember, you're, you're Pisces, but your Venus is in Aries, so you're you're yeah. that Aries energy. Um, and he, he is a, a Aries who loves being in Aries, okay, which is fine for him, because um, his Venus is there too. Um, but his Venus is doing something rather unusual. He's born with Venus retrograde, which mm-hmm. means this is a person who finds themselves in this lifetime seeking to live out a value system that in some way must depart from, be different than, hopefully better than the cultural norm. So he would look at all mm-hmm. his friends he grew up in school with in elementary school and high school or college if he went to college and see what they went for in terms of relationships, see what kind of marriages they might have gone into. And he would have said, oh, that's fine, but it's not enough for me because he's mm-hmm. looking for something, something more special, something that maybe mm-hmm. we get to eventually, where most of us aren't there yet, is something that he mm-hmm. might be bending towards. So it can delay okay. a person finding someone because they're not settling. Um, mm. I do believe he's um, a very responsible person, which because uh, his Saturn trines his sun and trines his Venus. This is not a person, when it comes to love, um, I don't think he doubts his value or his sense of love. And I think he's ca- quite capable then of being capable of loving more unconditionally in this lifetime. Mm. He has that potential. Um, he understands mm. true love, you know, which is important. <laughs> so, no, so definitely. <laughs> that, looks, that looks interesting. But you're with an Aries. You know, you're Pisces, he's Aries. So you're the last sign, he's the first sign. And always with an mm. Aries, you're dealing with someone who's very young at heart, okay? <laughs> They're they're young. They're young spirits. Mm -hmm. And you could say Mm -hmm. Pisces is an old spirit. That's the way it feels, Mm -hmm. okay? So Mm -hmm. you're the end, he's the beginning. It's the alpha and omega of the zodiac. Mm -hmm. And so it can be Mm -hmm. a really interesting relationship. He's full of ideals. He's full of enthusiasm. You know, that's that's his nature, okay? Mm -hmm. Um, He's fiery, okay? (laughs) You're watery. (laughs) So. You'll, you'll go to what feels right. He will always say, but we got to do what's right. <laughs> and so yes, he's it's not like, that they don't He's super militant they, about they this do, stuff. Oh, oh, no, he'd be like, hit, he, the Aries is leading the charge. They're on the ramparts. He is. They're, they're, he firing, they're firing up the troops. They're throwing themselves <laughs> into the heat of the battle. Um, that's them. You know, there ought to be a mm. law. Things should be this way. Why aren't things this way? How, why are we still doing this? That's Aries. They don't have much patience, mm-hmm. okay? <laughs> Okay, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Pisces being old, Pisces being older and wiser, go. Yeah, it's been this way forever. Welcome to my world, you know. <laughs> it's like, but but you know, it's it's they're both they're both speaking truths. One is the wisdom of experience. One is the belief that we still have to make it right. We still have to do something. Mm-hmm. So they're both true. 
just, you know, the balance can be kind of tricky, <laughs> but, right. but it should be interesting. It should be interesting. If you get the time of birth, we can fine tune it some more. Okay. Do you see any physical chemistry there? Like I saw that his Mars uh-huh. is in Pisces, which I thought was interesting. What, well, yeah, because he wishes to act like a Pisces, which is different. Now, his Mars is really on your son, so that is a strong connection between two people for sure. But a person okay. with Mars in Pisces is more capable of or drawn to acts that are sacrificial, mm. making a sacrifice, being the mm. sacrifice. He's got to be careful. Like there's, 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 being a, there's being a fighter for truth and honor, and there's doing something that you know, is not, not smart. For yourself or others, mm. it's got to be careful about what is true sacrifice. Um, is something he's mm. got to address, which maybe you can help gotcha. him with. You know, that's something you could maybe uh-huh. say yes. But if you're doing what's sacred work, which is what a sacrifice is, then the first thing is you respect all life. That's why that's the power of nonviolent protest, right? That's why Gandhi mm-hmm. and, and Martin Luther King, their power was their their respect for all life and I will do no harm. And if you harm me, you're the, you're the victim, not me. You're, you know, and it's just, it's just throwing it back at it. And that's how you take away anyone else's power to do harm by not returning that energy in that form. It's so powerful mm-hmm. when it, when it's, when it's, you know, but it, it takes such courage and conviction to hold that in. God, it not, does. Yes. not throw back out what's been thrown at you. But when you do it, yes, you shame, you shame the others. You, you show your humanity, and they, they, they fold. They have to give way mm-hmm. to that heart. Mm-hmm. So that's why, that's why all the parables say the meek shall inherit the earth. Because love mm. inherits the earth, not evil, not hate. So, you know, the meek Absolutely. are the strong. The loving are the strong. Absolutely. So Absolutely. that's all. Don't, don't and I have to really sac- thank you for, for being such a, an ally, such a fierce ally. I really got to thank well, you for that, truly. Thank you. And an educator. Yeah, well, we need you. you. Well, <laughs> yeah, well, we all need each other. I only know what I know through all the people I've met, all the people I've talked to, my teachers and my clients who've taught me so much. I, you know, we all just pass on what we've learned from somebody else. We're all just sharing our stories. And we have to keep Absolutely. telling each other these stories and see that we're all part of the same story. Yep. That's the, that's and that's the story. why all of us together, we got to take care of each other, truly. It's right. Just and we like got to save each earlier. other and save the planet and save the rest of life. Oh, my God. It's, right. it's, it, the hour is so late. It is. People woo. have, have mean, to get so serious. Quickly, but we can do it. We're amazing when we get <laughs> when we get pull it together. We are. But it's. I mean, it's overwhelmingly amazing, amazing seeing the oh, worldwide I'm, I'm, like oh, connection. The feelings are just wow. so amazing. It's just so powerful. It's beautiful. Yeah. Thank you so much. Well, thank you, Camilla. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, you have Happy a great Sunday. day, and and I'll I'll you talk too. to you again. Okay. Okay. Sure. All right. Okay. Bye. <laughs> Well, okay, guess. Well, I guess the, I didn't realize that the hour is done. I've got to go, so I'm going to shut down the episode. But call again. I'll probably be on next week. We've got that that big solstice followed by the big eclipse. So there's going to be definitely stuff to talk about. I'm sure there'll be lots of stuff to write about. I'll think about it, and I'll talk to you all next week. So my best to all of you, and have a safe and peaceful week. Okay, bye for now.